Let's talk about mothers. My mother was an unrepentant movie spoiler. As a kid, she would tell me all about these great classic movies, and then, because I was too young to watch them, would gleefully describe them to me in great detail. Everything from the discovery of the horse's head in The Godfather to the end of The Graduate. Which, by the way, she took for a happy ending. And of course, she completely blew all of the surprises of the great Hitchcock masterpiece, the original Psycho. What's funny is my memory of her describing the entire plot of Psycho was so that she could then explain why she enjoyed its sequel so much when she'd watched it on HBO the night before, robbing me of not only a pristine viewing of a classic, but also its sequel. Moms, right? Can't live with them, can't stuff them, leave them in the fruit cellar, and wear their clothes around murdering people. But let's celebrate moms anyway by watching Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. Welcome to The Hold Up. Each month, we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years. We watch it and we decide, does it hold up? I'm John Longino. And I'm John Nelson. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your 40s. It's the 40th episode <laughs> of the Hold Up Podcast for Spooky Halloween October. I don't know if I'm Man. a pirate or a ghost or something. I'm not quite be, sure what's going on here. You could be a pirate ghost. Yes, I'm a post. We're done now. <laughs> the show is over. Hi, everybody. I'm taking over. John Longino can suck it. Welcome. Fair enough. <laughs> Welcome to the holdup for Halloween. And man. Our favorite time. Our favorite time. And we celebrate by not giving you just one, but two shitty movies. <laughs> to- <laughs> Whoa, shitty. We don't, now, we don't know. We, we, we haven't don't. declared that yet, John. If we I, if I, well, if I honestly thought that, then we wouldn't be watching them now, would we? That's a good point. That's a fair I, point. I think there's room for debate. Hopefully there's room for debate. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned in my intro, we are doing Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. Excellent. Before we get to those, though, for uh, if you guys want to leave us a little trick or treat, make sure to email us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. And let me tell you, John, the email box has been a, a little empty lately, so... It's dead <laughs> and empty! No oh, one's writing us! No one's listening to the podcast. Nobody Boom. gives a shit! <laughs> no, I'm sure many people care, and if you do, and you're listening, I implore you to send us emails, because we love answering them. In fact, maybe we'll have to juice emails with a little... Maybe a little grab bag sometime soon. Oh, I don't know. I think it might be about that time. Yeah. Coming up. Now I'm excited. Hitting the nuclear option. But <laughs> uh, but yes, send us emails at holduppodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at holduppodcast.com where you'll find links to all of our social media pages or most of them. You'll find links <laughs> to our Facebook page and our Twitter page. And unfortunately, it still doesn't integrate with Instagram, which is silly at this point. Come on, simple cast. <laughs> Come on, man. But you can find us at Instagram at holduppodcast. Well, now that all that dirt is done, let's uh, move on to the real meat here, Mr. Longino. So, yes, Nelson, you have chosen for October for Halloween our double shot of not Psycho, 
Well, <laughs> let's be the, honest, the, folks. The classic film. There's no need to check and see if Psycho holds up. I think if it's on the AFI's top 100, yeah, then we're it's just probably being, pretty good. We're being redundant. But we're going to instead watch Psycho 2 and then after Psycho 3. Both psychos. Have you yourself gone psycho? What what Maybe. made what made this the option? Well, honestly, I don't know why I had the brainstorm of watching two at once. I there was a point in life where I was going to bring in Psycho Two anyway, because again, it related to my mother, which is a funny story about Psycho. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just you know, it's it, I always I always think of Psycho in relation to my mother, and not because of the subject matter, but because my mom just I'm so backing slowly out of the room, gratuitously ruined it for me. Nelson, and I had what no is idea. that stuffed bird on the wall? Shh. <laughs> just let it happen. Just let Why it are you grabbing a wig you're pulling out of a briefcase? I'm so I, confused. Speaking of which, folks, I, I feel the need. I mean, I know Psycho is like 60 years old at this point or something like that. But I do feel the need to point out now, if you don't want Psycho or any of its multiple sequels spoiled for you, now is probably the time <laughs> to hit your right I mean, elsewhere. You definitely did already spoil it in the intro. From now on, just consider the spoiler alert heavily on, because I'm just going to... It, I, what I'm going to do is describe salient plot points of Psycho so that we can get into these movies. Um, I will actually endeavor not to spoil too much of Psycho 2 and 3 because John has not seen them, and I want him to come in with a virgin eye so that he can tell me whether or not they truly are good or they suck. Um, but I will do my best to dance between the raindrops on this one so that we can talk about the movie, but enjoy it and you do our usual predictions and blah, blah, blah. Well, so, let me tell you, I really thought Vince Vaughn was really good in Psycho, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him in these sequels. It's, oh, well, he's not in the sequels. He's only in the original. Original? What are you yeah, talking about? the original Psycho. Vince yeah, Vaughn is in yeah, the original Psycho. Yeah, and him Psych and Anne Heche and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the wig. And are we done with this joke yet? <laughs> are we done with it? No, we are not talking about the Gus Van Sant remake for some reason yes uh, that no, movie that, I, yes i am kidding of course that that um, film has not had a sequel to it We're, these are sequels to the original hitchcock yes Psycho. yes and um the reason I, I mean the reason i am bringing them in is not just because i'm stupid but because <laughs> not just you'll You've know confessed <laughs> uh, not just because i'm stupid okay. but because they enjoy this sort of reputation as like well obviously they're not as good as psycho very few movies are as good as Psycho, but and it shouldn't exist. A sequel to Psycho should not exist. No, However, it, it definitely should not. Given those parameters, they're pretty good. Okay, this is the reputation okay. they enjoy. This is not my my telling of. So it. you have seen them. You have seen Psycho I have Two seen and them. Psycho Three. I have. Okay, because I, I myself have not, and so of course, as is tradition at this point <laughs> in time. Uh, before I ask you about you Psycho 2 and your memories of it and all that, I think it's only fair that I try to kind of guess this one. Obviously, I'm very familiar with Psycho, and I would presume most of our audience is familiar with Psycho, but in, in case they're not, um, maybe catch them up on, like, I guess, what is Psycho? <laughs> well, and, then, and then what are these sequels? Like, in a nutshell, Psycho is a movie by Alfred Hitchcock in the 60s, um, it starts off as a film noir. It's uh, uh, Janet Lee, right? That's correct. Janet Lee uh, steals a lot of money from the bank that she works at in Phoenix, my hometown. And she goes on the run and she's going to meet a boy, right? She's going to meet her, her boyfriend or something like that. That's correct. Um, and, she's, and, and she's meeting him in California and she in the middle of her and she gets a new car and it's all very much, you know, the first 40 minutes of the movie are very much this woman is on the run and she's scared of getting caught. 
So she stops at a motel on the way because it's raining and it's stormy. It's an empty motel. There's nobody there. 12 rooms, 12 vacancies. Um, and the proprietor of the motel is a skinny, shy little lad named Norman Bates. And a very cool, calm and collected. Young very. Man yes. With no problems. And uh, she chats with him a little bit. And in chatting with him, she sort of decides, eh, I think I'm going to go back and try and get my life back together. This is probably a bad idea. And then she takes a shower and famously gets brutally massacred in the shower <laughs> by what looks like a silhouette of a woman. But what we come to learn later on is that Norman Bates... Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for a hundred billion year old. For a hundred billion year old movie. Definitely should have seen by now. Norman Bates, who has been talking about his mother and how possessive she is and mean to him she is, he actually killed her many years ago. He stuffed her and put her in a fruit cellar, and he's been walking around in her clothing, pretending he's her, thinking he's her, and he's been doing these terrible murders as his mother. And so the rest of the movie is just people figuring this out and then there's a weird 10 minute long coda at the end where they spend a lot of time explaining the psychosis yes, of norman bates and transvestite real uh, progressive he's a transvestite um yeah but uh so that's psycho john Sir, longino you have not seen psycho 2 what would you guess that the sequel to psycho would be about well um before I delve into that a bit, I do want to say that um, you had said that your mother had spoiled uh, all the Psycho movies for you, at least Psycho 1 and 2. Psycho 1 and like. 2, yeah. Um, I had a, a, a situation where I was shown it, and maybe I was like 10, 12 years old, and I didn't know. <laughs> my, my parents were very um, sensitive about keeping that a secret, and so I'm, I actually had a very rare experience for someone my age of actually seeing psycho without knowing the way it was supposed surprise. to be yeah which psycho is kind of one of those movies with for i mean there's obviously twists and surprises in movies but psycho is a pretty kind of like landmark moment in cinema for having a really huge surprise for an incredibly popular movie so this movie had sequels <laughs> we're gonna watch them for some reason um, obviously um anthony perkins uh, aka norman bates is caught at the end of psycho like totally identified as the killer basically on his way to jail uh, and this would have been in 1960 so i have to presume that he has spent time in prison probably or a psych ward or something so my guess is norman bates is likely getting out of prison and or a mental institution it's been what 20 25 years kind of a long time it sounds like it'd be in the zone of a parole or a release after good behavior or something because we know that he can play a role right so he's probably i wouldn't harm a fly <laughs> he's probably been an angel in in prison or and or the psych ward so he gets out I am obviously he goes back to the Bates motel. Maybe he still owns it. Maybe it's condemned. I don't, I don't know for whatever reason. And I'm pretty confident because I've seen a one sheet of the movie that shows the psycho house and it shows, uh, Norman Bates holding out like Bates motel keys and smiling like a nutcase. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know that it is happening at the Bates motel still. So, okay. so for what, how somehow he reopens the Bates motel. That's what must happen in the movie. And then continues in his ways of murdering people. Uh, I'm sure people start pulling up. And I bet there's a lot of tension in the movie of like, will he or won't he get back to his killing? Okay. Um, and that 
he clearly will. And I think that's it. It just becomes a slasher movie. He's murdering people at the hotel. I have no idea how it concludes. I mean, he can't just be like arrested again. And obviously there's a psycho three. So I don't know. Like he gets away with it or there's some weird twist on it where he saves somebody and becomes a hero or something like he, it's like the psycho killer saves the day. I don't know exactly. Interesting. But that's sort of my best guesses as to what goes down in okay. Psycho 2. Interesting. So now before I pervert your mind with a little bit of truth, with just that that you have just thrown out, what would you then guess is the plot of Psycho 3? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to go into great detail, okay. but I'm just curious where it, where it goes from there. I mean, I, let's make more money. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I think Psycho 3 must come from... Uh, Maybe, okay, maybe the Bates Motel has become a tourist attraction, <laughs> much like uh, the chicken stand in, uh, in House of a Thousand Corpses, where they're giving tours talking about how the murders happened here, you know, and, and oh, look, here's the room she was killed in, and here, that kind of thing. And then Norman Bates maybe escapes prison, leaves it again, returns to this tour, and then starts his killing again. Okay. On the tour. That's, Interesting. Because three would have to be, like, you got a 20-year pass between one and two, so you can kind of just do, like, a nostalgic rehash. Right. I think you can pretty much get away with Norm Bates just being a psycho and killing people. Right. Three, especially since it's much closer, would have to kind of think outside the box or do something weird that you're not expecting. That's my guess. Okay. Well, so now we've set the groundwork of predictions for John. Yes. How'd I do? How'd I do? Uh, well, you're right in a in in sort of a way, uh, and I don't want to give too much away because again, there's some twists and turns in these movies that I think are worth uh, keeping. So, in my vaguest way possible, I will <laughs> He's give you the not a killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you the setup of Psycho Two. He does get out of the mental institution sure. that he's been in for 22 years. Makes sense. He, a, ch- a child could have guessed that. Right. So. Exactly. Um, he's been quote unquote cured. But it's not an act. As far as he is concerned, he knows what he did. He knows he's got to make recompense for what he's done. He knows that he was insane at one point, and he has gotten no. He has been through therapy, and he's figured out. Okay, all that was bad. I, I thought I was my mother. That's who. That's crazy. Ooh, I'm gonna go back home. I'm going to try and get the pieces of my life back together. I'm gonna go to the most highly triggering location. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the that place that possibly visit. Yeah, exactly. It'll definitely get me to be killing. Exactly. That'll just start me down the road yeah. again. And he starts getting phone calls from his mother. Oh, okay. Now, of course, there's a big question mark as to like, okay, is he imagining this? Is now this is my memory of it. I don't know that this is actually what happens. My memory is he starts getting these calls, and there's sort of a is he imagining this? Or is, is this really ha- is, some, is someone messing with him, yeah, trying to get him to start killing again? And he's he, such an unreliable narrator, right? It's like, who knows? And the whole movie, he's trying to resist, and of course, things start happening in the Bates Motel. Of course, and the question is: Is he doing them? Is somebody fucking with him to try and frame him? There's a there is sort of a mystery of like, okay, what what's the answer? What's going on? Because obviously, his mother is dead. So who is this person? If it's if it's not him, if it's not him imagining it, that's where I will leave it. Um, and then the third movie, eh, we'll get to that. <laughs> sure. Uh, um, I know for sure this doesn't happen because obviously there's a third movie, but it, I just thought of this. If I was tasked with creating a sequel to Psycho and Norm Bates was returning, I think an interesting way to go 
would be to sort of mirror the first movie and then have Norman Bates be your main character for the first like 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then have him get killed. And then have him get killed off. <laughs> That, that would, would be, be awesome. kind of interesting. Now, I don't know how or why or where you'd go from there, but that that would be it. Because you would be like, well, obviously this movie is going to be about Norman Bates, and then for him to be axed out, that would be kind of interesting. Right. That's not going to happen. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, some interesting things. I, I can't remember which one he directed. He directed one of these movies, uh, Anthony Oh, is Perkins. this the old Leonard Nimoy, like, let's keep you mm-hmm. around and we'll give you whatever you want just yeah. so you keep playing this part? Type which thing? makes me think that it might be the... Th- third one because if the second one was successful and they made a third one pretty quick after then anthony perkins would be more of a spot to say well then i want to direct it and correct me if i'm wrong but perhaps they might have been on their way to a four five six seven you know all the way down the line but anthony perkins passed away uh he did soon after three well they actually they made a fourth one i think it might have oh they did oh okay i think it might have been straight to video because he is obviously very ill at this point um, and it, he's not the star of it. It's basically mm-hmm. what became the TV show Bates Motel. It's a flashback to Norman Bates and his mother growing up Younger. in the motel, and that. Okay. But it's framed by this weird, like Norman Bates calls into a radio talk show, and they're like, "Hey, it's Norman Bates on the <laughs> okay. line. Hey, you want to tell us Wolfman Jack or something? Yeah, like? <laughs> kind of. It's you know, talk radio meets uh, Psycho, and it's just him describing his life with mother. And I don't. And there's. It, you know, it was a weird, like, early 90s, like, mm. straight to video. So there's some dumb thing that happens in there, too. I don't remember if it's any good. But we're not even going to bother with that one. Mm, I don't no. think that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> John, uh, you have brought Psycho 2 mm-hmm. to the Hold Up podcast. I sure did. Declaring that it is potential to be held up, which means that it's a movie that you enjoyed. I did. So my question <laughs> is Why? Because it surprised me, even after my mom had managed to ruin it. Basically, all you have to do is exactly what you said. Norman Bates gets out of prison, runs back to the Bates Motel, starts killing folk. Um, it's smarter than that. Maybe not much. But again, there's okay. this whole like... It, it's it's as if the writer or whoever decided, okay, Psycho, the original Psycho was a horror movie. But it wasn't at first. There's a, There was a big, heavy film noir element for the first 40 minutes. Let's embrace that. Let's put a little mystery back in. Let's, instead of starting with horror, let's start with a mystery and then work our way slowly into the horror. And they sort of, in their way, tried to make a a counterpart to the first Psycho. So I just remember it being smarter than you would think. And again, I understand it's not going to hold up to Psycho. Nothing will. So let's just pretend that it's a movie on its own and does it hold up to the first viewing that I had of it? We'll see. Maybe. And... Again, the weirdest... I mean, I can't describe to you the nostalgia factor I get from talking about Psycho 2, but I, it is so like... It's a very intense memory of my mom telling me all about Psycho 2 and trying, <laughs> trying her damnedest to not give anything away and yet giving everything away because that was how she described me she'd be like well the godfather's about well it's about a guy he's a, you know he's the son of a mafia don and he he says in the beginning oh i'm not like my dad and well the thing is he becomes like his dad okay that's <laughs> that's how the movie goes but and there's okay and there's a part where they say there's an offer you can't refuse and then there's a horse's head and well you're too young to see it but well you'll see it one day and then you'll see what i mean it's like thanks mom <laughs> It's God like rest the Cliff, your soul. Cliff's Notes version of movies. <laughs> you know, there was some, but weirdly though, I mean, because I was, you know, eight or whatever, an eight or nine or whatever age, and a very sensitive and imaginative child, I'm sure there was some part of her that recognized that I enjoyed it. Because I can't remember, like, 
asking her, hey, tell me all about Psycho. I've heard about this thing. But I think that there was something that she got out of telling me, hey, there's these horror movies or these grown-up movies that you can't watch yet, but I think you'll like them when you're older. And she was right. at eight years old, you're not going to be, you know, putting your fingers in your ears going no spoilers mom (laughs) (laughs) that's really the what got me thinking about bringing psycho to and it's you know a loving dedication to my own mother and because there is because moms figure in so prominently to psycho i don't know why we didn't do this on mother's day except the only excuse i have for that is (laughs) i didn't think of it on mother's day so halloween will have to do well i am looking forward to seeing it this is something it's two and three you know just the psycho sequels or things that obviously as a horror fan i've always kind of known about but never really bothered to to watch. And it's not because I had some huge objection to it. It's honestly just like the friends I watched horror movies with never popped it in. And <laughs> as I got older, I was like, I'll just watch Psycho. So I, I'm. It, this feels like, I don't want to call it a bucket list moment. I don't know <laughs> if it's really on the, the list. But it, it is something that's like, oh, okay, I've been meaning to do this. And now's maybe the time. Yeah. And if it's any good, I mean, that's... Uh, sure. Well, well <laughs> the hilarious be- thing is if it's any good whatsoever, <laughs> then we'll be like, this is great. Exactly. Well, my I will say uh, my expectations are pretty low. On the, I don't want. I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that I don't really expect Psycho Two to be really that good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe, maybe now is an appropriate time to beg the question, John. Do you think Psycho Two is going to hold up? I'm crossing my fingers, and I'm going to say yes, it holds up, because I see this movie on like cinema nerd websites and lists of things like oh this movie's not as bad as you remember shit like that so i'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say yeah holds up okay you know to the very low scrutiny that we have (laughs) placed on it john i I don't think it's gonna hold up but that's fair uh, enough just i think it's just a safe bet as a as a betting man who likes to make cold calculated (laughs) rational mathematical bets odds are this one's not that great because here's the thing if it was great or really good why like someone would have before now (laughs) been like you really need to see this or i would have been in the discussion of oh wow psycho 2 while not as good as the original is still quite a good film instead it's kind of like on the vhs rental shelf (laughs) when psycho is not available and it's it doesn't seem to be held in any kind of regard as like good but do you you know what other movie kind of shares that reputation that we have had on this show before what's that face off it's fair well i'll tell you what if norman bates rips his face clean off (laughs) and trades it with somebody then then we got a movie so yeah i doubt that's gonna happen we shall see but who knows i would love to be proven wrong so let's do that let's go prove you wrong Please, 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 Psycho 2, prove him wrong. Yes, it is that time. We are going to go watch Psycho 2, and we will be right back. Norman Bates is judged, restored to sanity, and is ordered released forthwith. It's 22 years later, and Norman Bates is coming home. I own a motel not too far from here. And you'd be welcome to spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like. Good night, Mary. And he's back in business. Who is this? My mother is dead.
I'm telling you, there was a note on that wheel from my dead mother. Norman, it couldn't be your mother. It had to be someone else. But trust her. She would never do anything to hurt me. No. She'll kill you. I know she will. No, I... I won't do that. You can't make me... kill her. 22 years later, Norman Bates is ho. Psycho. Two. It's starting again. John, at least that was completely not complicated and really, you know, just really simple and straightforward. There was not a lot of... uh I, I'm actually impressed by how complicated they went. <laughs> was my goodness! That was uh, a labyrinthian uh, was a mystery, Raymond Chandler novel of a of a thing going on there. Well, I know, well that's the thing is, I yeah. like that they like went back to the roots. They're sure. like, we're doing film noir and horror, folks. We we're doing well. I mean, first of all, my my hats off to them for at least knowing exactly what they were trying to do, which is like, okay, we're not gonna. We're not going to surpass Hitchcock, but right. we know where we're coming from. <laughs> there are a billion references and like nods and yes. homages and thank you, Mr. Hitchcock, for inventing every single shot we're using. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely in that vein, it played to me very much like a sort of homage piece or even the kind of nostalgia piece at many times. You, you had even pointed out while we were watching the movie, the, the set and all the items and everything looked pretty much spot on to the original movie. And apparently, Nelson, they, they actually reused props from yeah, the Yeah, they went back in, I guess, and found a bunch of the props from the original Psycho and, and used them again for, like, Mom's room and just, like, knickknacks yeah. and the taxidermy and shit like that. So, yeah, they were actually reusing the sets and the props and, you know, they were going <laughs> back home again. So Yeah, and as a huge fan of Psycho, it's one of my favorite movies and I've seen it many, many times. It, it was fun to kind of watch the movie and point out like, Hey, that that shot's from Psycho. <laughs> That's from Psycho. Hey, that that camera move is from Psycho. Oh, you know they they would do this interesting thing where they yeah it was literally just homage. Like they'd kind of reuse setups or shots, uh, not necessarily for the same moment or scenes. It was just kind of evoking the mood yeah. of the original in a way. Well, and sometimes they would use it to sort of almost mislead you. Not like oh we're doing sure. we're going left and you think we're going right or whatever. But it, it they would use the same like. Like at one point you pointed out, oh, Robert Loja is going up the stairs and then he changes his mind and goes down the stairs. That's what happened in the original movie. Oh, so and that's when they discovered the stuffed mother in this fruit cellar. And but it was too different effect in this one. Exactly. And um, I think in the same vein, what I sort of appreciated about it was, I mean, you even heard me going into this. My guess is like, well, uh, Norman Bates is a murderer, <laughs> so he's going to murder people, right? I think it's interesting that the movie takes a stance of, well, you expect Norman Bates to just be killing everybody. So what if we left that kind of up in the air or made it this mystery of right. pretty soon I kind of caught on to the idea of like, well, they're not showing him kill these people, but somebody is and it looks like mother and, you know, you would obviously assume that to be Norman Bates, but the movie was being very 
mysterious and cagey and coy and i definitely started i mean you heard me talking it out where we were watching i was definitely going like i don't think norman bates is killing people and that yeah he was actually piecing through the mystery and i was like well he's at least halfway interested in this it actually well so i am a i am a sucker for mystery i anything that's that's kind of you're trying to figure it out as you go along or something it's one of my favorite genres so i very quickly kind of put on the old pair of shoes of like okay I don't. I think something more is going on here. Let me try to analyze and and you know, and it wasn't like I was like super correct all the time or called every single twist or anything. But I definitely I enjoyed that actually. Like to me, the easy movie to make is just Norman Bates comes back and kills people at the end. Right. D- done. I appreciate that they kind of tried to go against your expectations. Goes well. You just expect Norman Bates to kill everybody. So let's add a bit of mystery to this, and you don't actually kind of know what's going on, and you. You get a sense that something's off, and uh, you know, I, I, I liked that. It definitely made the movie more engaging. Like I was far more interested than it if it had just been Norman Bates slasher murdering people. Yeah. Well, to back it up a little bit, the 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 whole now I can sort of talk about it openly. The whole premise of the film is that okay, you know who Norman Bates is, and we're still going to try and use as much of the structure from Psycho as we can because again, it's very homagey, but. We are going to assume that Norman Bates is the hero of this. And <laughs> right. throughout the whole thing, he ke- I mean, the great thing is his reactions are very, I don't know if realistic's the right word, but he keeps like making these reactions like, oh man, people are dying. I must be going crazy again. <laughs> and as it turns out, there's all these familiar faces like Vera Miles from the original yes. movie shows up as her same character, which is the sister of Janet Lee who got murdered. And in the beginning, he's getting released from his, you know, the institution. And she's the one who shows up in court saying, how dare you release the, the, the wheels of justice have ground to a halt and blah, blah, blah. And she's just angry that he's being released because he's a murderer. And, uh, and everybody's sort of like, yeah, yeah, shut up, lady. And then she disappears for a little while. And then... Because it's a complete '80s movie, Meg Tilly and Dennis Franz show up, and Robert Loggia <laughs> to make it a you know a trifecta of '80s. Um, Dennis Franz never better as the guy who's been managing the the Bates Motel yes. the whole time that Norman Bates has been away. <laughs> Just sort of turn it into uh, like a by the hour, like a shop, yeah, and, sleaze, and drug dungeon, <laughs> sleaze and drug dungeon. It's just, and it's and he is just so slimy. He's so good yes. at that. Hey, what am I supposed to do? I'm trying to turn a profit here. <laughs> um, he's great. And then Meg Tilly plays, like, Norman Bates gets this job at a restaurant. And, you know, the the owner of the restaurant or the head waitress or whoever, she's like, oh, I think it's Christian to give be giving people a chance. Wink. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to say it right now so we can just talk about it and be open with it. That's his real mom, everybody. That's Norman Bates' real mom. Whoa. Um, Which uh, <laughs> was an interesting choice. Maybe we can get into the yeah, to our I mean, thoughts absolutely. about that in, in a minute. But uh, I, yeah, the, I, I thought like the cast was kind of interesting. I thought the this sort of even the fact that they kind of thought outside the box and tried to have some kind of twist or surprise. Like you take the twistiest, most the biggest one of, if not the biggest surprise in cinema history is in Psycho. I really feel like, like that sure. is the original like big movie twist. I mean, not you know, it's not the first, but it's that it's it's like probably one of the most important. So the so the kind of like going to bat with this and being like 
let's try to trick you was, <laughs> right. was a pretty i mean a noble attempt in and of itself like i was actually just impressed to be like oh wow okay you're gonna actually try to because because the thing is the first time you see psycho you're not really looking for it you, it seems to play pretty straight right going into psycho 2 you're just your sensors are all up to right. you're gonna try to trick me what's going on well the first 20 minutes are great because he you know he goes to this restaurant to work and he runs into meg tilly the pretty young waitress that he's working yes. with and he immediately forms an attachment to her. He's like he invites her back to the motel to stay with him because she doesn't have anywhere to stay mysteriously and then uh yeah and th- for like 20 good minutes you're like oh don't go to oh you fucking idiot yeah, don't go like, back oh, to the God. hotel don't go back to the motel he's gonna just kill you and around every corner they just keep just digging into the whole idea that like don't turn your back he's gonna kill you don't turn the shower on he's gonna kill you (laughs) and they're really playing it up like what is that one point like she he makes her a sandwich and she's like oh do you have a knife to cut sandwich with he's I don't uh, keep the cutlery around her. <laughs> cutlery. <laughs> oh, by He's the way. practically I, like jizzing his pants. I, if, I, I mean, we'll probably get to it, but Anthony Perkins, so good. Oh, yeah. So good. This movie does not work unless he is 100% and he's 100%. Sure. Well, I actually, I also like the way he played it in a way. I mean, hey, there were times where it was a little over the top, but that's that's the movie. It is what it is. I, I think his performance in Psycho is fantastic because he's playing it very uh, normally and he seems very grounded. I liked in this one that he's playing up the fact that you know that he was a psycho killer. Right. And that he knows that. Like, he's this person that supposedly has recovered. Right. And it's just kind of one bad situation away <laughs> from just diving right back into his horrible killer ways. Yeah, he played it differently, which I which I liked. I mean, it'd right. be very easy to just be like, "Hey, here I am. I'm the same old shtick." Right. But I'm I'm glad he brought something a little. Oh, I don't know. Fresh is the right word, but he he brought a different angle to it. Right. He seemed to be thoughtful about like how this character would change. And well, and he I, I what I like is he played up the humor, but it wasn't. I mean, like you say, there's some over the top moments, but he doesn't go for like the too broad stuff. Like he really seems to like he was he going for a laugh, and it's try, he's trying to get like a natural laugh, like the you know the yes. cutlery line. And <laughs> there's a lot of stuff at the very beginning where he's just like <laughs> they're just letting him go full like full actor in this. Like every time he sees a knife, his eyes just get wide, and he's like, oh mm-hmm. fuck, no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. And like everything is just a reminder of his old self and he's just trying so hard. He's like, nope, nope, not gonna yeah. not gonna get triggered. Not and gonna... I, I enjoyed they made a, a good little kind of callback when uh when is Mary was her name, the the woman that was staying with him. Yeah, Meg Tilly. Meg Mary. Tilly, who Mary, or in air quotes, who was actually uh the the daughter of Sam, who was the boyfriend of I guess what would have been her aunt in the first movie, you know, Janet Lee's character. And she's Vera Miles' daughter in the movie. But they, they have this scene where she's coming to stay with him for the first time. And he's like invited her over. And he's in the, the room where you hand out the keys for the motel room. And he like reaches to, to give her her key. And of course, they have him go up to room one and sort of like hesitate and then pick a different room. Which is kind of a double callback. One, right. because Janet Lee stayed in room one. And so that happens in Psycho. And then also... Later on, uh, in the original Psycho, Vera Miles and the the Sam Loomis character come like posing as newlyweds or something to try to kind of uh, fuck with uh, Norman Bates and try to figure out what happened to her sister. And they ask for a room. And in Psycho, he like 
kind of reaches for one and like stops and hesitates and gives him, I think, three. And so it's actually it's exactly like that scene in Psycho where he sort of like goes for it and hesitates. Um, apparently, Vera Miles' character, a long history of lying to Norman Bates, that's <laughs> <laughs> sort of keeping up the family tradition, I guess. Well, um, I, that was another thing I liked. I liked the reversal. Norman Bates is the hero and Vera Miles is the villain in this one. You know, because in the first one, right. she's the, she becomes the hero because the, the heroine yeah. gets killed. Although it's not quite so black and white because you can uh, you certainly understand her motivation yes, and why well, she would not trust this guy. And villain, obviously, <laughs> villain is in sort of, you know, or maybe anti-villain. Yeah. I don't know. She's certainly not a hero. <laughs> and frankly, like a couple of people playing dress up send this guy pretty close to full psycho so I, you know I, <laughs> frankly she seems a little vindicated uh, it didn't take much just to give him right that's, back to looney tunes that's true he went over pretty cool well i mean dead bodies were showing up i mean if it was just them dra- running around in you know his mom's outfit that i'm sure it would be one thing but people keep ending up dying and yeah. so it's like well they're kind of uh, goosing this a little bit <laughs> So I've said that I've, uh, I've enjoyed a fair amount of the movie. I like the choices it made to, to kind of go a different way with it. Um, this is the part where I'm going to bring up what the kind of plot actually was. So so I love mystery, but obviously one of the downfalls of mysteries is that you have to provide answers to your mysteries. Right. And this movie's um, answers, I think, are a little dodgy or like certainly kind of nonsensical i mean the plot is crazy yeah for sure and you have to make several kind of leaps of logic and just basic common sense right to really buy it i mean i understand like well the movie has to happen so i kind of accept certain things but (laughs) should we just kind of go over the crazy things they decided were the reality of this break it down let's hear it (laughs) Well, for one, okay, so as we sort of mentioned, uh, this family is fucking with him and trying. The idea is like Vera Miles doesn't trust him, obviously thinks he's going to go crazy. She goes to the court and, you know, warns and tries to show her documents and they don't seem to want to hear her much, which is odd because I'm pretty sure with these kind of things like victims get to speak, but whatever. It was the 80s. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the victim, dude. <laughs> so, sure, fair enough. But then we get to the point where their master plan is to implant her daughter at the uh, cafe that he's going to be working at. How they know that, I I don't really know. (laughs) But for whatever reason, she's a deep plant there. They know he's going to invite her back to his place. And then their plan, they've pre-planted the mother's props and and hair and, and dress and knives and stuff. And the idea is like, okay, we got to protect people from him. So we'll just play you know follow that ghost with this guy <laughs> and go full abbott and costello and just fucking fuck with him and like hope he goes crazy well what they keep doing i mean the first like one of the first things they do is so they start like planning notes and later on that i they took a while getting to the phone calls i had remembered the phone calls but uh yes. they took a while getting there and i was like did i remember the phone calls <laughs> Well, but, the, yeah, but, the setup is sort of like Norman Bates is receiving handwritten notes from his mother, phone calls from his mother, and just kind of, and people are seeing people in windows dressed up, and and so then the question is like, okay, is this in Norman Bates's mind? Is it someone else? Um, and it's kind of both. On top of that, there's real ass murders going down. I think <laughs> I think Dennis Franz is the first. Yeah. And uh, after that, there's they 
kind of slide in this thing of like, oh, kids were fucking in the basement last week. So in in the most like Friday Thirteenth scene ever, <laughs> it really yeah, it's a, it's an odd like kind of reminder. It's like no, this is an eighties movie. This yes. is this is not Psycho from the sixties. This is an eighties movie. So high school kids like sneak into the basement and smoke some dope and then get brutally murdered. Right? <laughs> well, just the dude. Yeah, yeah. the lady lives. <laughs> Right, right. And she disappears. lives and, and talks about it. So then the question is like, okay, well, people are really getting murdered. Who's doing this? And it seems like Norman Bates, maybe, but you don't know. And and that's where uh, the the mom and daughter kind of this elaborate and poorly planned scheme <laughs> to drive Norman Bates. Because by the way, if they succeed in this endeavor, and he goes full homicidal. <laughs> He's just going to kill this woman. Right. End of story. And the mom's plan is like, oh, don't worry. I'll call the cops and you'll be safe before that happens. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's assuming a lot of things. <laughs> like, this is a woman who lived through trauma, lost her sister to this man. Right. Literally, this man killed her sister. And she's willing to, like, put her daughter on the altar of sacrifice <laughs> just to fuck with this guy and hope he doesn't go. But they want him to go crazy. But, like, that's just, I don't know, as a parent, schemes that's within kind schemes of a, yeah. within schemes. That's just like a weird leap of logic of like, I think there's better ways or may, I don't know. That was just strange. And then on top of that, then there's a second mystery of he's like, no, I've really been talking to my mom and someone's been killing people. So then it's like, what's going on there? And then at the end of the movie, the woman who owns the diner strolls in well i mean before that vera miles is like oh yeah she's, she's going she goes killed. she runs down into the fruit cellar to get the you know the 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 wig and the dress she's setting up to she, fuck with him she's gonna you know turn into norman or uh, uh norma bates again and and fuck with him one last time and then out of nowhere mama comes out of the shadows <laughs> stabs her in the mouth oh yeah in with a the most really brutal murder it, this is this is some tom savini looking <laughs> makeup effects the knife just goes yeah. in the mouth and out the back of the head it's uh something it's like old. motel crystal lake was basically <laughs> what was going on there it was another reminder it's an 80s film yes uh, so I, went, I remember i actually out loud when jesus christ like it was <laughs> i mean i've seen a lot of horror slasher movies this is definitely anything like stabbed in the mouth well the the funny Straight thing to is, the head. Up until that, I mean, this is pretty deep into the movie. We're almost done, really. There have been two other murders, and they've been done very yeah, Hitchcockian. It's chill. like, yeah, you see, like, uh, you know, the 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 boy and the you know the teenage boy. He's like trying to get out of you know the the basement window, and then the window closes, and he's getting stabbed. And meanwhile, you see his hands, you know, scraping the glass, and it's you know very Hitchcockian. And uh, what was the other one? The first murder is Dennis France. You kind of yeah. see him get like he just a, started slashing the face. He gets like a little cut on the face. It's not much. Almost like you know Janet Lee in the original. Not quite, but you know because you actually see a cut. No. But it's but it's that sort of like oh a knife flashes and then you know blood appears. Kind of tame, and then stab in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, th so then Vera Miles is dead, and then buried in a coal chute. And then <laughs> Meg Tilly is trying to convince Norman. It's like, no, we were trying to drive you crazy. Your mom's dead. Yeah, and he's like, no, my mom's alive, and she's been calling yes. me. And then he starts. And the great thing is, whenever he gets one of these phone calls, we don't hear who's on the other right. end. Which I thought was a smart decision. Oh, it's very smart. It, it, it led to me like, oh, okay, it's ambiguous what's going on here right i mean i think i was pretty sure it wasn't his deceased mother in his head because they would very easily just have her voice and that'd be the end of it right. so the fact that the voice was hidden 
was a good sign to me that, okay, he's definitely talking to somebody, and then who is that and what's going on? Well, they did. They do that. Like, the first few phone calls he gets, he's he talking into, you know, he's talking to the phone, and we don't hear who he's talking to. One of the last times he's on the phone, he's talking, saying, oh, mother, I was expecting you to call. And then cut to Robert Lozier on the phone. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not your <laughs> <Right>. mother. <laughs> and he's like, that's great, mother. So he's obviously crazy. He, yeah, like, he's already gone full full, full Norman Bates at that point. <laughs> they kind of covered all the bases. Yeah. Like, it's all true. Like, he's nuts and talking to no one. Also, people are fucking with him. Also, there's a genuine, actual, real mother right. and killing then, for him. And then Robert Lozier tries to catch Meg Tilly in the act, she freaks oh, out yeah. and stabs him <laughs> accidentally. He falls off the stairs, yes. hits the banister <laughs> on the way down, driving the knife deeper in another Tom yeah. Savini-type kill. So to be clear, she was dressed up like Mother and was trying to, I think, stop Norman from going crazy by, I don't know, agitating more. She's trying to get him off the phone. Right. She's so just she was trying like, to shock him back to Yeah, reality. she's like, I'll dress like mom and he'll listen to me. And then, whoopsie. <laughs> that was when her, like, accidentally killing this guy and literally turning a corner and in a moment of terror just stabbing him in the heart and then going, <laughs> oh, no. And then him falling to his death and digging it further. That was definitely a... Kind of jump the shark type moment <laughs> in the movie where I was like, come on. Like, she like accidentally murdered this guy in fear. Like, this is just kind of silly. Oh, but it's funny yeah. at that point. Oh, it was hilarious, but it was just odd. Well, that's part of it. Is it, it, it is, I mean, Psycho had a sense of humor. The original Psycho had a sense of humor. Sure. This one has a different sense of humor, and it's pretty dark, but it is also a deliberate sense of humor. They're not, you know, they're. The, there are mistakes per se. There are. I, I feel like they're sort of saying, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, I mean, there was Act Three and a Half definitely had a kind of fuck it attitude going on because, <laughs> like, after she accidentally murdered this guy, then there's this weird standoff where Norman's coming at her, and her solution: this guy, she okay, <laughs> this guy she has come to sympathize with. They vaguely insinuate might actually be romantically in love with them. I mean, they don't really go there, but like it's on the table is kind of happening. She's literally cradling him in her arms in one scene and like shit'll be okay, you know. So and she's disavowed her mother and been like, right. No, our plan sucks. I'm choosing Norman Bates, the killer of my aunt, over you, my mother. <laughs> so she's put all her chips on Bates. Like, like this guy's all right. Every, I'm putting it all on him. And then, like, of course, he goes a little crazy. And her solution is like, I'll just start stabbing him. Right. So she starts. That's the plan. Stabbing him in the hands. At like, and they're not like Brutally. full on. Yeah. They're not like full on like 12 no, inches she's deep. Him, like stigmatas. It's yeah, like, exactly. She's like on, giving like, him like just the tip basically of the knife like 14 times. And he's covered in blood. He's coming after her. He's basically saying, no, mother, I, I get it. I'll protect yeah. you. But you got to give me the knife, mother. But at that point, like you've you've tried to protect this guy instead of stabbing him to death like you're doing, like just <laughs> run away like turn around i don't know like, it's so against her character up into that point to just become this like stabby lady right and then what i guess because it's it's one of those like because it has to happen this way because what ends up happening is this this all spirals out of control and then the cops come in 
see her knife in hand and all this blood and blow her away. Yeah, because she looks like she's threatening she Norman like Bates. So yeah. now it's like, oh, so it's clearly a scene where like, okay, they have the ending of the scene and now we have to explain why she's stabbing him and stuff. <laughs> well, the great thing is they do exactly the same thing as Psycho did, which is they have, a, you know, they don't even go as long as the original Psycho. They just have like a two minute explanation scene like, yes, she was dressing up as Norman right. Bates' mother. <laughs> you know, and they're very deliberately mocking up the original, <laughs> yeah. the original movie. So, well, I do like that the sheriff in this one kind of gives less than two shits. He's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, we'll dredge a lake, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah exactly. Well, he's the thing I like is that he's sort of on Norman Bates's side, but, you know, not enough that he gives to, like you say, <laughs> he doesn't give much of a shit. He just sort of is like, well, he's yeah. he didn't do it, so there you go. I mean, ultimately, by the end, I wasn't really on much of anyone's side because they would have been fucking with him. Like, you fuck with a psycho and try to get him to go crazy, and then you get killed for it. I was kind of like, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you you, you kind of deserve this. Wrestle like, with the bull, you're going to get the horns. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't feel bad for them. And then I, I was sort of sympathetic to Norman because it's like, sure. well, he seemed... I, you wonder yeah. with, if, if the entire town wasn't fucking with him, maybe he would have been okay i mean i I doubt it but we don't really know he didn't get that chance literally it was less than five seconds he walks (laughs) in and there's two plants they're like fucking with him and so in addition to the the mom and the daughter his real biological mother which i have to say as a fan of psycho like this is the one thing i'm gonna i'm gonna take offense to the idea that like mom from psycho wasn't his real mother it was his aunt and his biological mom gave him away and then also happened to be a psycho killer and then on a whim because someone has to do it when he gets back gives him a job and then anyone that's annoying him she just murders <laughs> dressed like canonical mom even though that was her sister and then and then makes a point of coming in not telling norman this like the second he gets out of the psychoster <laughs> waiting in five murders deep to come in and announce conveniently at the end of the movie it was me all along killing everybody well the great thing is i love his reaction he's well, waiting that was pretty great he's waiting for her <laughs> he knows what she's gonna say basically just yeah i'm your real mom and i've been killing everybody for you and he's like yep sure whatever i i got it. yeah he's got an agenda that's the great thing and he had described in this great scene early on meg tilly's like pretending she doesn't know who he is and he said he has to tell her well i killed my mother when i was 12 and he does this great bit where he's like ah put some poison in her tea and he like tips his head over dead and i was like oh that's pretty funny and so his real mom comes in at the end and he said oh you want some tea and they make a big deal of like oh he's gonna poison her he's got the the original tea. yeah they keep showing the old tea like oh is he gonna poison oh, somebody he's gonna poison her and she gives he gives her tea and and then she sips it, and he's got this big smile on his face. And then he whacks her with a shovel, which is... <laughs> I remember full, like, American psycho, basically. Yeah, I, 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 I'm wholeheartedly behind that, though. Because I yes. like that. I mean, it's kind of funny that you're like, oh, he's going to poison her. It's going to be dainty. He's like, no, he just full-on busts yeah. her over the head with a shovel. Well, she is... It, pro- it probably is one of the better parts of the movie because she's made giving this long speech about I missed you son and all you know and I and just had a problem and the great thing is you can even see it in his eyes he's just like yeah yeah let's get to the part where I kill you stuff you and start all over Fog. again <laughs> he just winds up like Babe Ruth and just busts her in the head wide open with a shovel I just love the sense of inevitability that it, I mean even he's just like yep this is where I belong yep. I'm back home well it's great because it's actually it's the worst thing that could have happened to him 
him because right. providing him with this new mother, it's like that's all he wants, right? Is just to go back to what it was, right? So he gleefully kills her, and then I actually thought it was kind of a cool moment where like now it's suddenly we're like back in original Psycho. He's bringing her body up the stairs. Yeah, the same shot too. Yeah, right? yeah. pretty much the same shot. Walks her into her room, and then now for the first time in the entire movie, even though we've been talking about mom and hearing mom and mom, mom, mom the whole movie. All of a sudden, we get hit with like the mom voice from Psycho. Yeah, and it's like Norman, Norman, put me by the door. And I gotta make sure you're not, you know. And then I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> now, now, and then all of a sudden, what started was like the movie I was expecting. I was oh, like, oh, funny. here it is. Yeah, like, exactly. Now he's full nuts. Right. They have literally the one sheet shot of him standing in front of the house and her in the window, and it's all like back to normal. <laughs> so now I can kind of imagine where Psycho Three goes, which is basically sure. like what I thought Psycho Two was going to be. Is right. like, all right, here we here you go. Yeah, like, that's the great thing is like, well, you're right, but you're not <laughs> not about the not the right movie. Yeah. So, but now you know. Now exactly. we've we've gotten back to the origin, and so now we can uh, dip into Psycho Three and see what happens. <laughs> Some things of note, by the way. Um, not only do they have an amazing cast. The director I hadn't heard of before. I don't think he's uh, uh, done a ton of stuff, but um, Dean Cundy was the director, uh, the cinematographer. That's right. Very famous dude. Um, Jerry Goldsmith did the music. That's right. Possibly one of the most uh, famous uh, score writing guys in history next to Bernard Herrmann. And and (laughs) And actually, while we were watching the credits, I heard the music playing and I said, oh, Bernard Herrmann, this is not what fucking hack wrote this. And then (laughs) Jerry (laughs) Colson's name came up and I went, oh, oh, well, he's. He's all right. <laughs> he's, he's okay. It's actually what's weird is like if I hadn't seen Jerry Goldsmith's name, I'd have just I, w- I don't know how much I would have thought of the soundtrack. But he's someone of such a pedigree that my ears immediately retuned. Like, oh, okay. No, this is okay. This is all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, there was a couple of beats where it felt very poltergeisty to me. Yeah. Which actually I don't know. This probably was around. I guess it's before. It's a, poltergeist. It's a little before poltergeist. So maybe he was working some of that stuff out. <laughs> he's a dry running poltergeist. <laughs> I will say that the score was very different from Psycho. I mean, it'd be very easy to just... I mean, you could just do that shit again. They definitely made a conscious choice to go a different direction. And while Jerry mm-hmm. Goldsmith certainly was not Bernard Herrmann's score, it was it was interesting in and of itself. But I think it's applicable because the movie itself is so different from Psycho. It's kind yeah. of intentionally very different in a lot of ways well one of the things i actually liked is that it's kind of 80s but it started off showing the shower scene from the original oh, right. like the black and white <laughs> like, universal we don't remember it <laughs> i kind of dug need this it. reminder on one of the most important and popular scenes I, in cinema history. well again in fairness people might not have the access to that movie in the 80s yes well i mean if you hadn't seen psycho i mean if say in 1982 you hadn't seen psycho you wouldn't have a videotape to go to to check it out. Uh, sure, but my counterpoint to you is when you're about to show a kind of not even in the same ballpark, subpar version <laughs> of Psycho, maybe don't show the way better movie like right <laughs> before your movie. It just doesn't eh. set the stage well. I kind of like, though, that it even like, because there's a point in the movie where Meg Tilly takes a shower and you're like, okay, is That's this going to be our time? And they do it shot for shot mm-hmm. and it's great because you're just like I, I mean i don't know about you i wasn't actually thinking to myself well this is there were a lot of other times that i'm like well she's gonna get killed it's gonna be here and that was not one of them but i was like it is funny that they keep it, it just 
bam, bam, shot for shot until, of course, (laughs) the point where they show the full frontal nudity because it's the 80s and they're like, see what we can do. Until it was a shot for shot remake of Porky's. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I mean, it's just like, oh, a classic shot, classic shot. Tits. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, I guess that was their way of like old and new because they blended the new slasher with the old. So they were like, sure, well, we it, gotta have this. You it, know? it just was funny because it's like, it's such an 80s shot and so just like in your face, just like, no, see, see how we're different. <laughs> well, also the thing about the original shower scene is that it's such a, restraint to like have this very vulnerable scene where you actually don't show any of the nudity. Right. It's like, way more subtle <laughs> than just shower boobs. Like, it's like, that's kind of like first thought area guys. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure. Why not? Oh, but the great thing about watching that psycho, that scene from psycho is you just, Oh, it's so good. And Longino and I watched the scene and, you know, poor Janet Lee gets hers and Longino's just like, can you imagine in the 60s, see the people are used to like, Oh, you get, you know, shot, you get hit a blood pack maybe. And that's it. This is someone getting chopped to fucking ribbons oh, naked next to a toilet. <laughs> this is all the things that no one has ever seen in a mainstream movie. Every movie they've ever seen is like a gun goes off and someone goes, oh, and then like falls over. And falls like they're sleeping. <laughs> That's it, like fucking nothing. Like this is before the wild bunch or any crazy super violent stuff. You're just watching a movie like, num, 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 num. Oh, what would Hitchcock bring to us this time? At most, you see somebody, you know, hanging off a cliff. <laughs> no, it's like naked woman in a shower just getting stabbed to death like over and over and over. It's fucking nuts. Like, it's, it plays now as crazy. So, like, I can't. I just people imagine people just. 1960. Yeah, running out of the theater just vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> you thought people freaked out of, like, Hostel and stuff. Like, this was like, they must have just thought they watched a snuff film. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> The shit themselves. I the- wish, I wish I could have had that experience of seeing nothing like that and then just have my mind blown by seeing this horribly violent thing. That must have been nuts. That stab in the mouth was pretty close, though. <laughs> well, it's, it's in a different zone, but sure. Yeah, you know. But, I, you know, for a movie that could have been just so by the book easy to you write anyone can write Psycho too. It take like two seconds. Yeah. Just be like, and he kills people to the end. Yeah, I will give the movie credit. Like, well, you know, you, you you thought a little bit outside the box, and you tried some things. I don't know if all of them stuck perfectly by any means, but it was more than I was expecting. Like, I was expecting oh, sure. schlock. Yeah, and and I, I was engaged. Like, I was actually. I mean, you heard me. I was going like, uh, like yeah, he we, really was. I, I'm telling you, folks. He's like, okay, so. <laughs> I'm and like he talking even, it out like, all right, all right, we get, now we've seen a person in the window. We know that that can't be her. And all yeah, this. he's all talking. The great thing is at one point he nailed it and just I couldn't say anything to tell him, yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, you know what? That lady at the restaurant's suspicious all of a sudden in my eyes. I re- There's something weird about her giving him a job at Christian Charity, my ass. <laughs> and I was like, man, I wish I could say something. Because yeah. I, I when I saw her immediately, because I had... I didn't say it up front because I didn't want to spoil it for him, but I was—I had remembered. Okay, so 
Somebody's calling him. His real mom is not dead. His real mom is wandering around somewhere in the background. I forgot where. And then I saw her in the restaurant. I was like, oh, right. The only old woman in the movie. Right. I'm guessing that's her. So I had figured that out again. And so then when he caught into it, I was like, oh, I wish I could say something, but I'm not <laughs> going to. Well, that's that's something that just comes from experience of being obsessed with and having seen many, many, many mysteries. Right. You, if you want to solve any, like, by the numbers mystery, you just look to, like, the, the useless information they dropped in Act 1 or 2 right. that the, seemed, like, unimportant. The first person that they meet who gives them any decent information yeah. and seems completely unimportant, that's the guy. <laughs> exactly. Somewhere, somehow. So in the beginning, I wasn't really watching with my, like, mystery lenses on because I was like, oh, I'm watching a horror movie. Here we go. And so, but like once I finally realized, like, oh, this is like a whodunit mystery. I the, the cast isn't that large. <laughs> That's the thing. There's only like five people in it. And then I just went to that. Oh, that old woman in the diner doesn't really need to be there. She like kind of teed him up and then handed him off to her husband, and we like almost never saw her again. So why is she in this movie? And then and then very quickly, I now I hadn't made the leap of like she's his real mother. Right. Well, how could you? <laughs> I, I all I had was to sort of like, well, she's. She's suspicious and might be involved in this somehow in a way that I don't quite know or understand right now, but it just seems suspect. Yeah. See, now the thing I can I can forgive about that, I mean, because it is kind of goofy. That's like, oh, it's not his, as you call it, canonical mother. Yeah. It's his, you know yeah. what I like, though, is you can, if you want, you can explain that away. You can say... Eh, she's just some nut job bag lady <laughs> who just loves Norman Bates and decided that she yeah, was going to further true. his. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. You could, I don't care if we're related or not. I'm going to bash you over the head and use right. you as my mannequin I just anyway. Want mom. Yeah, I got, I got my what I needed. And the thing is, it, she doesn't have to be his mom. It's not like the plot now hinges on. It's like, well, yes. that was his real mom. Well, obviously, know? Norman Bates doesn't terribly much care about the biology <laughs> since he shovels her ass and then walks her right up. And so good. He's like, my mom's back. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah, that part's great. And I remember that it, it, indeed, folks, my parents did describe to me. My mom did describe to me. Norman Bates whacking his own mom with a shovel. <laughs> I don't know why she told me that at a 10-year-old age, but she did. Because it's one of the more memorable parts of the movie. Oh, God bless her. Love you, Mom. That was great. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else we want to say about Psycho 2 before we move into Psycho 3 territory? Well, there's one thing we do have to do, John. Oh, yes. And that right. is render judgment okay. it's just like norman bates's parole hearing <laughs> we have to decide if psycho 2 held up and john i will start with you oh well i'm gonna say yes i had such a good time watching this <laughs> i think i actually did like i mean i'm guessing i liked it when i saw it but i had such a good time watching it tonight that it, this really is probably the best experience i've had watching it so definitely holds up and maybe i took it more seriously the first time but i i don't know there was just something it was just even the goofy shit just hit the the right place <laughs> in my heart so i it holds up for me i'm i'm sold yes John. i um i actually agree All right, now that's not to say that the movie doesn't have some flaws of most, course many of which i mentioned but we're not here to decide whether it's, you know, a perfect movie or not. We're deciding whether it held up. And frankly, my opinion of it was that it was going to be pretty much just slasher fun. And that's about it. So the fact that it brought anything more to the table and not only that, but was pretty engaging in its mystery. Um, that was way more than I was expecting <laughs> by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's still kind of hokey fun and there's definitely some laugh out loud and not in the best way moments. Right. 
But yeah, I, I, I do think it held up. And it, it's something that I wouldn't even recommend it if like if you're a diehard fan of Psycho, I don't think it's a must watch by any yeah, means. It, it might actually offend you if you're yeah, a diehard Psycho fan. I think you need to come to it for the right reasons which are basically like this is probably going to be stupid let's take a gander oh actually that's not as bad as i thought it was going to be it's like kind of probably the way this movie should right be but that's kind of what i came in with exactly right? it's, like it's exactly it's not as bad as you think it is yeah it, it has some merit <laughs> I, amazingly it does well, and, and I think no, it's I think it's worth watching. Yeah, and if nothing else, I I do think Anthony Perkins' performance really does like it gives enough of a reason to do it again. It's like he's yeah. fun to watch. He's so good, and you know when he's like giving it the hundred, then it's yes. like yeah. And you know actually that's a fair point because the thing about Anthony Perkins was he was a great actor. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> he took a role in Psycho as Norman Bates, and for the remainder of his life. Yeah. That is who he was. Now, he acted in a few things here and there, but he's not. He's a talent that sort of got lost in movies because he got typecast as Psycho Killer. Right. And he's a really good actor, and he could do a lot more stuff. So, unfortunately, the only way we can really enjoy him is to watch <laughs> him in the Psycho sequel where he's just playing Norman Bates. But he's good. Like, he is way better a caliber an actor than that kind of a movie really deserves. <laughs> and frankly, Vera Miles, Vera Miles is too. great, too. I mean, Robert she's Loja, too. I mean, yeah. everybody, there's good Pete like actors in the movie. Way, way better than there should be. So I, I just to enjoy Anthony Perkins and see him perform, I think, is is worth the addition. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's... Well, the good thing is, is it also, like I say, it embraces the psycho legacy. It's not like, hey, you know, obviously they're trying to make a dollar, but it's also like... They're trying their best to be like, let's try to not just be a cash grab. Let's do our best to actually honor the 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 Hitchcock who created this and try and live up as best we can and make a buck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, much like, uh, you know, the hotel motel that's uh, churning them in and out by the hour. Perhaps as this series goes on, <laughs> the well, quick buckness kind of yeah, creeps I mean, up. I'm, I'm guessing Psycho 3 will probably not surprise us as much, but I remember less about Psycho. There's one thing I remember at Psycho 3 very vividly, and it's going to have to speak for all, but uh, you're going to have to uh, stay tuned for the next half of this episode to find out what I mean. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is, in fact, part one of our two-part Halloween special on Psycho 2 and 3. So tune in for part two, where we watch Psycho 3. Yeah. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. Right. Um, in the meantime, if you would like to send us an email, please shoot us one at holduppodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit us at holduppodcast.com. There you will find links to our Facebook page or our Twitter page, or you can find us on Instagram at holduppodcast. And John, until next time. Nobody move. Nobody gets stabbed in the mouth. Nobody move. Nobody gets stabbed in the mouth.